All right, everyone, we are live. Cool, so yes, live on YouTube, perfect. So welcome to the live stream. Um, uh, for anyone who's just tuning in, my name is Jenny. I am the Bat Community Manager at Brave. And today we are speaking with Priyanka Murthy, who is CEO and co-founder of Access 79 and Gina Dhaliwal, who is co-founder and CMO of Access 79. And we also have Luke Mulks, who is Director of Business Development at Brave on the line as well. So uh, thank you guys for spending time with us today, for chatting and for um, participating in the AMA we're about to do. Um, maybe we can get started by having you guys uh, just share a little bit about yourselves and about your company, Access 79. And then maybe after that, Luke can go into um, what Access 79 is doing with Braid Ads. And then after that, we can roll into the questions. That sound good? Sure, sounds good. Awesome, take it away. Okay, well, I'm Priyanka Murthy. As Jenny mentioned, I'm the CEO and co-founder of Access 79. Um, my background is in law. Uh, so I spent several years practicing law as a federal litigator, um, but at my core, I'm a lover, not a fighter, um, and I love jewelry, um, and I come from a family of, of diamond dealers, so I've been around it my whole life, um, and so I pivoted to um, jewelry design several years ago and have my own um, jewelry brand called Arya Isha. Um, and then as uh, running a jewelry company and a jewelry brand, I saw there was a huge um, gap in the market when it comes to how women and um, men experience jewelry, the, 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 how they purchase jewelry. Um, and so I tapped my friend who I've known for years uh, when I practiced law in, uh, since when I was practicing law in New York. And I um, asked her, I said, look, there's something broken here. Um, what do you want to do about it? Um, and so when we discussed, and she can tell you a little bit more about what Access 79 is, but I taught my friend Gina, and then we launched this company. Yeah. That's, a, well, yeah, there were a few drinks involved as well. Yeah, but a drink <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey, everyone. I'm Gina Dhaliwal. Um, I'm the co-founder and CMO of Access 79. Um, my background is is a little different. My background's actually in communications. Um, so I've done everything from investor relations to PR to corporate communications, internal, external, um, worked in a lot of different industries. Actually, my first job out of college was with Best Buy um, corporate. Uh, I then went into energy and aerospace um, and found myself wanting to work for a company that was more aligned with sort of who I was and, and some of my own interests um, and landed at Chanel and worked at Chanel for um, almost 10 years as director of communications, loved working for a luxury heritage brand, an amazing brand to work for, learned a ton. Um, and at the time I was around transitioning out, Priyanka and I reconnected and um, we just started talking about the industry and where we saw gaps. And like she said, I think we both really aligned on this sort of gap in the market and around how consumers shop for fine jewelry and, and, and sort of the overall experience. Um, and then we went to work on this company and um, yeah, here we are. In three months of talking to Gina, she had quit her job 
and like joined <laughs> it. So it was really like I was I, I think like it took her longer to sign up for like a lingerie company than it took her to <laughs> for you to buy your buy, like buy a bra than to sign up. <laughs> I think it, it took me longer to sign up for third love than it yeah. took <laughs> I think I did the calculation. Um and we just we launched it. We did it. That's crazy. That's a wild story. Awesome. And uh, Luke, yeah, do you want to tell everyone about how uh, Access 79 came to be involved with, with Brave and ultimately Brave Ads? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think this was like early summer. We, uh, we put um, a call out. We, we, I think they approached us and um, said they wanted to do something uh, different with the new ad platform because um, they were fans of Brave. And so uh, we worked with them, uh, Jenny and I worked with them on kind of scoping out a plan um, for what they were doing. And, um, you know, their focus had been around um, uh, self-purchasing uh, jewelers. And we have a, and from what we can infer, we've got, you know, a, a heavily male audience at Brave. And so um, they thought it would be an interesting um, area to see like what we could do around uh, gifting um, as a new line of business for them, uh, for our user base. And um, we have such an active community and, and such an engaged community um, that we felt like it would be a really great opportunity to do something a little bit different. Uh, so we, we've worked on a multi-month plan to uh, get people familiar with the brand uh, through our notification format and then um, also included running our first like uh, cooperative surveys. Um, uh, when we did a, we did a jewelry uh, survey uh, with them uh, about a month or two ago um, and had really excellent response rates on that. Um, and uh, people were really uh, open with you know, sharing their how, how what type of jewelry they like to buy and, and, uh, and, and known jewelers. And we were able to kind of help, um, you know, uh, show that uh, Access 79 was actually getting uh, recognition um, when we listed them among other brands as a part of the survey, which was really cool. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, and now we can do things like this where we're bringing them into the community and, and having people ask them questions. And, um, and they've been really excellent. We've been doing like weekly check-ins and um, it's been really cool to see like what we all can learn from this and how we can take the feedback and, and help apply it for other uh, advertisers and also use it to help build out better uh, uh, features and services with the platform. So it's been a really awesome experience um, and uh, it, it's been full of some interesting responses from people too. Um, but uh, but uh, for the most part, you know, it, it's been really uh, a positive um, experience. And uh, and I think, um, you know, Gina and, uh, and Priyanka would probably attest to the fact that, you know, we've, we've all kind of learned a lot from uh, going through this process. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely have. Did you guys want to chime in? Yeah, I mean, so it was interesting because when we started working with Brave, originally Gina and I launched Access 79 as something for the female self-purchaser. Mm -hmm. uh, what we started seeing um, organically was men using our platform, our service, um, ultimately to purchase jewelry as a gift for their um, significant other. Um, and so around that same time, we um, discovered Brave um, and we approached y'all. And what has happened is um, we have gotten an insight not only into the woman who buys jewelry for herself, but we've gotten a deeper insight into the, the, the what problem can we solve for the, the man who wants to get a piece of jewelry for someone important in his life. Um, mm -hmm. So you guys have been awesome. You know this already, you know, very, um, you know, if we haven't told you lately, you know, yeah. we're not working with you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so it's been great. Uh, I think 
if as an advertiser, we really appreciated the the sort of deep uh, anecdotal as well as uh, like insights that you've given us um, about the platform and how we can best utilize it. Um, that's the kind of cool thing too. I mean, like, you know, coming into this, you know, we, we, we went over with a survey. We weren't really sure, you know, what the, what the feedback or, or the response rate was going to be like. Um, and, and we got a lot of good feedback. I mean, and I think that, you know, it, it was a really cool opportunity to be able to work together, especially at this stage, because, you know, we're the ad platform is so new and it's kind of a different way of running ads. And, you know, it's it, for an advertiser, it can be kind of intimidating to see like, okay, wait a minute, I'm used to using all these things. And now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bucketing it by category. Okay. But like, you know, what, what about this audience? And so it was really cool for us to kind of work together and both take away, you know, that feedback and, and be able to pull people and, you know, we'll be running more surveys too. And, and, and kind of, you know, seeing what additional takeaway there was too. But when we first started working together, it was like, we had barely launched Android, I think um, a desktop had been on for a couple months and then you know as we progress with the study too we've we put the ios uh, ads I out and and we're starting to see different data coming back from that which is really interesting i mean like so it, it's been really uh uh instrumental in having this partnership and, and this collaboration um at this stage of the uh, ad platform so you know we're really glad that you all could be participating and you know we're, we're hoping to work with more advertisers to do the same but those who came to us earliest are kind of getting you know that kind of like really really uh close attention because it's a learning experience for everybody. So it's been really great. You know, one thing I think that's really interesting just from a marketing perspective is that the world has become so visual. So it's like everybody is trying to create the best visual content. What image is going to cut through the clutter of Instagram and Facebook feeds? And so it's really refreshing to kind of go back to like the basics of these notifications of words and like what is this product really about in like, you know, 60 characters or letters and it's it's so I think there's something really refreshing about having to like talk about your brand in a really succinct way without the distraction of visuals and like I I, I think for us as marketing this brand with Brave like it's given us the opportunity to kind of go back to like the heart of yeah. like what may resonate with people which is like what is your brand actually about forget the images forget all of that like how can you sum your brand up in like a short amount of words and I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the fun things too was, you know, you all were the first brand that we tested out uh, serving like emojis in this, uh, in yeah. the, in the notifications. Yeah. And, and, and that was kind of fun too, because, you know, the, the format's almost conversational. And so, you know, the emojis have become some, still big, so much of a big part of that and, uh, and being able to test that and see like, okay, what's the response like from, you know, the ads that run them, these, uh, have these emojis in them versus just straight text. But like, that's, a, that's exactly the point that we were, we were trying to make here. You know, so much has gotten lost with marketing and advertising with all the acronyms and all of, you know, these different middle players and everything like that, that it really like fundamentally is about like, what message resonates to get somebody to, uh, to learn more. And then, you know, as a follow on, like what gets them to actually purchase something. And I think what was really cool too, is, you know, your as model is a bit different and, and new um, for people, especially around, you know, purchasing jewelry, which has kind of been such a traditionally like a storefront um, type of uh, uh, experience. And so like, I've learned a lot too, just from about how this model works and, 
and ha and the value that you all bring and it's kind of almost more intimate uh, because you're you have that back and forth with them and they're making these choices on their time and it's kind of nice to not be like I don't know I get kind of intimidated when I go shopping for for jewelry or anything really but like it's really kind of takes the edge off of that um, being able to do that on your own time and then um, you know and, and the product's really good too which has been great yeah yeah, it's, it's really been a wild experience working with you guys so far. And, and you know, following all of this, um, after working with Access 79 for a number of months um, through Brave Ads, like we started to realize like, wow, here's this, this company that's really trying to innovate in their industry and to kind of introduce and, and encourage these elements of transparency, um, of community and, and of technology. Um, and they're, they're using the web you know, to do all of this. And uh, you can kind of draw the, the parallels between what, you know, Brave is trying to do for the web and what Access 79 is trying to do, you know, for the jewelry industry. So, um, you know, uh, we decided after working together for some time and, and, and having these realizations that like, you know, maybe we can like collaborate beyond Brave Ads. Like maybe, you know, we this is a brand and a company that like we can really get behind. Like let's do something beyond Brave Ads, um, something that will allow this uh, company that's trying to grow their online presence, um, something that'll give them a spotlight in a community that we already have. And, um, you know, we can take advantage of what they already specialize in and that's jewelry. So we decided um, that we would create something special for uh, fans of Basic Attention Token to uh, introduce them to Access 79. And, and in doing so, we would be introducing Access 79 to the community. Um, so we knew we wanted to uh, create, uh, after some discussion, we knew we wanted to create a ring and a necklace of some kind, um, but we wanted our community to be um, involved in the creative process and we wanted them to feel like they had a say in how the final product turned out. So what we ended up doing was we ran a series of polls on Twitter where we shared early video footage of uh, the product mockups and um, early photos and we asked the community for feedback and we uh, we received a lot of interesting feedback you know we were, we were kind of worried you know people wouldn't care we're like we like like everyone was saying earlier like you know we didn't know um, the audience being largely male uh, how interested they would be in jewelry um, but it seems like people are interested and um, you know if not for themselves for somebody else but I think there's something special about uh, creating you know custom pieces uh, custom bespoke pieces like for uh, a particular audience and that audience being like you know the back community here so uh, given the feedback that we received let me show you what we came up with let me just share my screen and I feel like there should be a drum roll. I was just going to do <laughs> uh, All right, here we go. Uh, can you see my screen? Yep. All right. There we go. All right. So these are the pieces that we created together. Um, and we created a bat signe ring and bat uh, logo dog tag necklace. And uh, these are really, really cool. They are made out of recycled sterling silver. They are available in uh, white gold and yellow gold finishes. Um, each piece features a convex uh, bat logo that is hand painted 
in black rhodium. And um, yeah, they're, they're, they're really great. We're happy with the way that they turned out. And um, actually, let me show you, I have a piece with me. And uh, maybe Gina or Priyanka, you wanna chime in and explain to people what demi-fine means. Cause the pieces we created are demi-fine and that might not be a term that people yeah. are uh, familiar with. So fine jewelry is, um, there's, there's no, uh, just like many things, there's no one definition of it, but the norm at it, like the norm is that fine jewelry is um, gold, a carat gold. Uh, so 10 carat, 14, 18, a carat gold um, with some kind of um, gemstone, um, generally maybe diamonds, uh, sapphires, emeralds, rubies, or if it's gold with um, something like moonstone, um, citrine. Demi-fine is this bridge jewelry, uh, which it, which has uh, the quality of fine jewelry, uh, but it's price pointed a little uh, a little bit more accessibly for uh, because the the metal that's being used in it is maybe a little bit different. It's silver or some of the materials used in it is uh, not, not like the big three, which is sapphire, emerald, ruby, but it's, it's much more, Demi-Fine is much more substantial than traditional costume jewelry that you can get, the, get at the mall. Uh, but so it is the quality of fine jewelry, uh, but at a more accessible price point because of the materials being used. That's great. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly what it is. So here is, uh, an example, or here's one of our necklaces. There it is, you can see it. It's it's really nice. It's uh, It's got some weight to it, um, but it is still lightweight. And uh, actually the only reason I'm not wearing it today is because I wanted to give you guys a close up. But mm -hmm. yeah, they're really awesome. Um, I think Luke might even have a ring. Do you, do you have that with you, Luke? I don't have it with me. I'm sorry. I'm in oh. uh, New York and I uh, traveling. I totally uh, left that one at home, apologies. Oh, no big deal. It's all right. Uh, they can see them online. But yeah, so we're really happy with how these pieces turned out. And, uh, you know, we hope that uh, the community likes them too. And that, you know, this is something that you would be proud to rock, um, you know, to represent uh, basic attention token. Um, and as you can see, the pieces are available online for pre-order right now. Um, all you have to do to get them is to go to Access 79's website and uh, they have a tab at the top of their page that says Brave Collabs. You can just click that and then you can pre-order. And um, if you are interested in a piece, but you live uh, somewhere outside of the US, uh, just get in touch with Access 79. I believe your email address, your contact email is on your website and we will um, take care of shipping for you. So it's hello at access79.com. Hello at access79.com. Yeah, the pieces are great. And even if you, you wanted to- reach out to us directly too. Priyanka or Gina at access79.com. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like you, All else fails, just get in touch with me. Um, but yeah, the pieces are great. And they come in like, you know, these cute little pouches. It's They're great for you or like, if, even if you wanted to gift, you know, something like this to your friend or significant other who's also a Bat fan. It's just such a great idea. Um, I'm really- thrilled with them and, and we hope you guys like them too. So, we have had a few customers who are buying like his and hers, which is really yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Okay. So awesome. With that, um, do you guys want to roll into some of the AMA questions? Yep. Perfect. Okay. So let me stop my share for now. There we go. Okay. Perfect. So um, I'm going to be asking some of the pre-submitted questions that came in over Reddit and Twitter 
and uh, Telegram and through the Bat Community blog. And we also have a live stream chat going on right now with uh, questions coming in there. So uh, I'll alternate between, between uh, new questions that come in and between pre-submitted ones. All right, let's start with an easy one. Where did the name Access 79 come from? Um, so the whole concept, what Gina and I are trying to do with Access 79 is to make fine jewelry more accessible um, through the, the experience of, we want to change the experience. We want to make it more easy, more transparent, and more fun. Um, so the name Access really comes from that. 79 is the contribution of a good friend of ours, me and my husband, who actually is the person who got us into Brave. He's really into Brave. He's, he's definitely an active member of the Brave community. Um, and he, um, when I was telling him about the idea, he said, oh, there's something missing. I wanted to first call it Access. And then he said, no, how about 79? I said, why 79? Um, he said, oh, it's gold on the periodic table of elements. And this kind of goes, and it goes with our brand because, um, you know, we're luxury, but we're kind of quirky and we're, we're, we're data driven and we're kind of, we're kind of like nerdy and we like it. Um, and so um, Access 79, I think goes really well. And that's where we got the name from. I love that. That's great. I actually didn't know that. So thank you for sharing. All right. This next one is from a user named, or that goes by the username Dapsboy. Um, what is unique about your business? Uh, so what's unique about our business? Uh, just to talk about the business in general, we are the only try before you buy service for fine jewelry. So there is nobody out there who is selling jewelry in this way. Um, and what we're really trying to do with this company is bridge the gap between shopping in store and shopping online. So, you know, shopping in store, who's doing that anymore? And if you are, fine, but it's a really intimidating experience. I don't know if the last time you went into a store, but it's like stuff is locked up behind glass cases. People are on commission. They're just trying to sell you. You're not really sure what you're getting is worth the value. And so it can be a really intimidating experience for a customer. And then on the flip side, you could go shop online, um, but it's really overwhelming. There's so much out there. It's really hard to navigate um, the world of fine jewelry and, and Priyanka talked about this uh, a little bit, but like our big, our big mission is to really demystify and bring transparency to the jewelry industry because a lot of people feel like you need to be educated to shop for fine jewelry. And so we're really trying to like break that down and, and like she said, make it more convenient, make it more fun. So the way it basically works is you would come to our site you take a short style quiz, we match you up with one of our personal jewelers. And that's really an expert who's going to understand you, they're going to understand the lifestyle of the person, either yourself or the person you're buying a gift for and curate pieces for you. So it's somebody who's going to kind of cut through the clutter and the noise and, and personalize choices for you. Um, and that can be as high touch or as low touch as you want it to be. So if you want to talk to the person, and I mean, some of our stylists spend like, they're now friends with these clients or like they'll spend like an hour on the hours on the phone with them and really get to know them. And there's some clients that don't want to talk to the stylist. They do everything via email. Like yeah. Everything's going to be email. email or text. And that's it. So it, it, it really depends on who you are. And that's what we're really like that's what we're really passionate about is like this is about the client and you engage with this person that's there to help you in the way that's good for you. Um, 
And then ultimately when they choose their three pieces, you get to try these pieces on at home for seven days. So it's like jewelry is one of those, it's a product category that you really need to be able to touch and feel mm-hmm. and like, you know, get to know and like try it on. And, um, mm-hmm. and so it's really important that you be able to have that chance to like wear it in like, you know, feel like if is this really for me so we give our listeners seven days to try it and they keep what they want and they send back what they don't yeah especially at the higher uh price tier you know that that you guys sell in um it is helpful to be able to like have these pieces and and really like live in them for a little while before making a decision which you know in effect is a kind of commitment to you know let's say you're you're getting a thousand dollar piece it's 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 a commitment and so it's really awesome that you let the customers take the pieces home and are they allowed to wear them out or, you know, are they only allowed to kind of like try them on? They try before you buy. So they try it on, they, they show their clothes uh, or they try it on with their clothes. They show who they need to show. Um, so they, it's, it's more of a try on service. Um, the interesting thing is, you know, and Gina can speak to this more having worked at a heritage luxury brand like Chanel, but People, there are people who get to try jewelry on or purses on at home, but their minimum spend with the company is in the six figures to do this. So to some extent, what we are doing is democratizing this. Why do you have to spend $200,000 with the company to get the same treatment that should just be a service? It should be a basic service, which is you get to try on something before you commit to it, you know? Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Just to build, it's like, if, if I'm ready to buy fine jewelry, why shouldn't I have the ability and the experience to be able to take something home and try it on? And so for us, that's like been really important. And I think even Priyanka learned a lot in her, in her previous jewelry brand, just seeing how customers want to shop and like that, like desire and need to be able to like get comfortable with something that you're about to commit to is really important. I mean, our parents did arrange marriages, but I don't think you would like marry someone without seeing them. And I both met our husbands at bar slash club. Okay? <laughs> we got, we test drove them. Okay. We test drove them. And so you got to test drive your, agree. That's a really good analogy, you know, you got to test drive your stuff. And sometimes my dad wants to return my mom still like you know, <laughs> 30 something years later. So <laughs> we really believe in this model. <laughs> well, I think that's a really, it's a really great model. Um, and it's, 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 you know, I've never seen anything like that in the jewelry world. Um, I, I too, like Gina used to work for a, uh, luxury fashion company and we had the same thing with the personal shoppers who would bring uh you know racks of clothes over to customers homes but again these customers had spent probably in the hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to uh have access to that service so i think it's really beautiful that um you're introducing this um and allowing anybody who is interested in in making a purchase of fine jewelry uh, to have the same quality service i think that's awesome all right um, next question, Perennial Seller asks, I'm pleased to see the Brave Ads catalog really beginning to expand to include a variety or a diversity of brands and products. Did you have any reservations when you first came to Brave, um, being one of the first, if not the first, jewelry brand, jewelry brand to advertise on the platform? Um, so Gina and I have this culture of management and leadership where we're definitely very analytical in, in choices that we make, uh, but we also go with our gut. And so what our gut told us is that Brave 
is this, and it's been validated, um, is that Brave is this community of engaged folks um, who are going, who are first, uh, first movers because they're brave. So that was there and we went with our gut. Like anything, there are reservations. So the main reservation that we did have, which has been, again, debunked, is um, are you guys going to like us? You know, is it uh, until he, this uh, user who gave this, or um, gave this question was very astute in pointing out, I think we are the first, if not one of the first um, uh, jewelry companies. We were concerned, um, and I think I kept asking Luke this over and over, who are your consumer brands that are advertising? Who are the consumer brands? Because we did have this concern that, um, you know, we're not selling um, hardware. We're not yeah. selling a subscription to um, a tech magazine. We're selling fine jewelry, uh, but so that was our concern. But we we decided anyway that we're gonna we're gonna partner with Brave, and we haven't looked back. Yeah, I was there, and uh, at the beginning there were lots and lots of questions, yeah. lots of questions. That's the analytical part of it. Yeah. There was a sense, of course, of course, naturally, that you guys were a little bit apprehensive, but you really were into it. Uh, you you were fans of Brave. Your husband uh, Priyanka is a big fan of Brave. Um, you guys were familiar with us, and um, because of that, you you really wanted to get involved, but you know you weren't sure. And um, you know, I'm glad you took the leap and that it's been a positive experience so far. And um, I think, you know, Luke has played a huge role in, in uh, ensuring the success. Um, it's been a total team thing. And yeah, I just want to echo that too. It's, it's really been a cool experience to do this. And yeah, it definitely was, you know, you all took a risk, especially as a startup, right? Like um, when we know this well, where, you know, you've only got so much time in the day and you got a million things to do and uh, and there are a lot of other options out there. And so like, yeah, we really appreciate that you all have been uh, taking the time. I mean, we've been doing like weekly calls and touching base and, you know, have everybody from ad operations to like, you know, the community and everybody else involved. And uh, it, it takes a real team effort on both sides and um, everybody on, on, uh, on Gina and Priyanka's team has been really great too. Like, um, but, you know, there's a lot of, especially at this phase and especially when we started working, you know, there was, we were, the, the ad platforms coming along um, but we were kind of writing a lot of the playbook while we were in the process with some of these things. And, and we had to get pretty creative with, uh, with the Active 79 team on like, okay, like, you know, uh, uh, being able to uh, determine like, okay, are the leads coming from Brave and, and what can we get to work with our privacy requirements and, um, and with the, the information that Access 79 gets from, uh, from users that are, you know, engaging with the ads and, and providing information. And there were some funny things in there too, like, um, uh, especially on the response side that we all kind of had, you know, a little couple laughs about, but, um, you know, it's been a really great process so far. And, you know, we hope to open this up to other advertisers as well, but, uh, they, they had a lot of interest early and, and were really good about um, kind of, you know, uh, keeping us on, on track with, um, with, with progress. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, again, like they, they were kind of building out this whole new line around, you know, gifting on top of their existing stream and, and you know, and it was really cool to be able to work with them and, and get the feedback from the user and have, see how that kind of, you know, inspired their team with, you know, designing some of the pages for that audience and getting some of that work out there. And, uh, and yeah, so it's been a really great experience. I concur. Okay, let's roll along with the questions because we have a lot. Okay, so a user that goes by the name Yo Mom's Hobby asks, what do you think the outcome of Brave will have on the internet industry as a whole down the road in, say, 10 years from now? 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be, I wish I had a, uh, a ball, but I, um, I think what's really interesting and where I see Brave going is that it's already challenging the internet industry in like in such an early stage that it's only going to continue to do that. Um, you know, it's really been leading and championing the way for what users really want, which is what really aligned with us. Like you're championing for the users that want their privacy back. They want to take the control back from the advertisers. And you're already starting to see like huge players like Google make changes um, with their privacy settings and, and blocking third party cookies and that sort of stuff. And I think that's really like, it's just a testament to like, you guys started this and you're going up against some major, major players in the market. And that's not an easy feat. And that like, that honestly from a human level that takes a lot of courage to do that and like you're already making waves in the industry and so i think 10 years from now brave is going to be a leader and they're sort of speaking the voice of what the customer actually wants and so me i think 10 years from now brave is going to be a leader in this space if not you know you're already starting to do it so yes um yeah little fish in a big pond but already making ripples all right, uh, thank you. Um, okay, next question. Um, Dapsboy asks, what made you choose to work in the jewelry industry? Um, I, like I said, I was a, I, I, I still actually have my law license. I'm, I'm recovering lawyer. Um, I, I think um, I, I was a lawyer for many years and it was intellectually really challenging and I liked that. Um, but I wanted to do something more happy. And I know that that sounds very simple, but yeah. uh, there was very little unhappiness that comes from uh, being the, the, the catalyst for somebody get, giving somebody a gift of jewelry or having, having designing a piece of jewelry with somebody. So I still remember exactly the day that I decided that enough was enough. I didn't want to practice law. I was on the phone uh, with a client, I had just gotten him a, I want to say $75 million settlement. Um, and he was very unhappy, even though it was a great settlement. It was perfect. Um, at the same time, I was kind of designing engagement rings for friends. And I got a photo on around exactly the same time I got a text message with a beautiful engagement ring and a very happy now fiance saying, I can't believe this is so great. She said, yes, you did a good job. And I was like, what am I doing? Like in both, in both situations, I was productive. You know, I got a settlement for a client. I made an engagement ring, designed and made an engagement ring for a friend, but one was like inherently happy and the other one was just not. Um, so that was it for me. And it, that was, so I said, I have to make a business out of this. And there is a business to be made out of it. Um, the the main core is it's a happy thing. It's a happy business to be in. That's beautiful. So you actually had this light bulb moment. Like yeah, I mean, I was doing, I always have like balls in the air, you know? So I was doing engagement rings. I was like, you know, um, prepping kids to go to college, like helping them with their essays. I have all these balls in the air all the time, but I chose, and I was obviously being a, a federal litigator, but I chose jewelry because it's just a happy thing. It's like, and you can, 
ultimately it's, you know, you have to earn a living and you have to do something. I feel you have to do something with your life. But <laughs> how, how does it make you feel, you know, um, when you do something? And this was a happy thing to do for people. So, yeah, there is. I there think that's what matters. Sorry, go, Gio, go ahead, Gio. Yeah, I was going to say there is something really cool about like being the person that people remember. Like you're part of this really special like moment for people and like you helped create that and like there's something that like feels really good about that um I think my like my sort of foray into jewelry was uh, it, it was a little more natural coming from luxury but like it was really mine was more driven around like this really needs to change like there's a lot of bs out there and like women and people deserve to be able to like buy themselves beautiful things in a way that like they want to. And right now they're not empowered to do that because they don't have the ability to do it in an easy way. Um, and so that was sort of why I, like what drew me to this and this business. So it went from like sort of coming from luxury and jewelry being a part of that, but then kind of narrowing in on the jewelry space. Yeah, I like what you said about how, um, you know, when people buy jewelry, it's like often a special moment. You know, people might buy things for themselves just for fun. Um, but a lot of the times, like, you know, you buy a ring, you know, to celebrate, to commemorate like a marriage, or, you know, you buy a piece of jewelry to celebrate an anniversary or a graduation or some kind of a special event. So it's really, uh, it must be very, uh, it must feel very wonderful to get to be part of people's special moments and memories and to be able to play a role in them. And Jenny, you know, uh, speaking, uh, piggybacking off of that, even yeah. the woman who's buying jewelry for herself, which is a huge, the big part of our business, yeah. she's also buying it. It's empowering, actually, when she buys it. She's buying it when she becomes partner at her law firm. She's yes. buying it when she's delivered her thousandth baby. She's buying it when she gets promotion. She's mm -hmm. buying it, you know. And so even though it's not maybe as significant or like a, like a milestone, like an anniversary, there's still a meaning attached to why she's investing in that piece of fine jewelry. And like yeah. you said, we love being a part of it. You know, it's more than, for us, it's more than, we have beautiful jewelry and you'll see it, but yeah. it's more than just the jewelry. It's the entire experience behind the jewelry. Yeah, it's beautifully said. Okay, let's move along because we have so many questions. All right, We Can't Be Friends 3 says, what sets Access 79's products apart? Do you support local businesses and jewelry brands? Do you seek out artisans that use conflict-free diamonds, ethically sourced or recycled materials, et cetera? Uh, do you discriminate between natural gemstones and lab-grown gemstones when curating Access 79's offerings? That's loaded. It's a lot in there. <laughs> I take the first two questions. That, and I hope we can be friends. too. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Gina, maybe you want to take his first. <laughs> oh, the, oh, sorry. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Um, so we work with, um, we, we scout all of the designers that we work with. So all of the designers we work with are independent designers who really love and care about their craft. I think when Priyanka and I first started this company, we literally were going to these designers homes or workshops and like seeing them in their space. And it's it was actually really inspiring to be able to see people who are so passionate about their craft, like creating these beautiful things for people. So we, um, we definitely like handpick and hand select it, like 
our designers. And that's really important for us. It's also really important for us to pick designers outside of even just, you know, the jewelry that these are designers who really believe in what we believe in so that like we share the same philosophy. That's really important for us as well. Um, as well as like, we want to, we want to give the client jewelry that we feel is fairly priced and made well and is quality and all of those things. So we, we have a very um, keen eye on the designers. In fact, now that we've, we've grown a little, we have, we have somebody else who's actually in charge of this job. So their entire job is actually going out, scouting designers, looking at their background, looking at where they get their pieces and, and ensuring the quality and craftsmanship of, of the jewelry that we carry. Amazing. So regarding the, regarding the concept of um, ethically sourced, this is huge, very important. Um, it goes back to transparency. It goes back to fairness. Um, there's a lot of things in the jewelry industry uh, that is already in place to ensure this. For example, uh, we make sure that the diamonds th that are designers, and we pick designers like that who care about uh, the source of their jewelry or the materials where they come from. Um, and then, you know, there's the Kimberly process, which uh, which looks at it's a, it's a basically a, a a diamond has to be going through the Kimberly process to be able to be certified as being conflict or devastation free. So that's really important. Um, the second thing is, I mean, Gina wasn't kidding. We take road trips um, and go visit um, the jewel, uh, the jewelry designers. And I, having been in the jewelry industry, I can. Uh, it's my own, and we can talk about this later in the um, in the in this. What do you call it? A podcast? What um, live stream? Live stream. Okay, live stream. Uh, we can talk about it. But uh, in addition to things like blockchain technology, there's different vendors that we know in the jewelry industry that we can lean on to make sure that the stones that come from them is what is is ethically sourced. Um, and when it comes to real versus man-made. The main we have uh, been very thoughtful about taking a side on the on that topic, and our position is that uh, we believe in in the real thing. The main reason for choosing man-made is the uh, environmental, the purported environmental consequence, uh, mm -hmm. or the better the claim is that it's better <sighs> environment. But we've actually done a lot of research and seen that it's not. Um, there's a lot of environmental problems that happen with man-made jewelry, also. Um, so our choice is is real. Okay, interesting. I was actually wondering myself what your take was on on all of those questions. So thank you for the answers. Um, very interesting. So what is she up to? Asks. Um, I'm concerned about having three pieces of jewelry sent to me, valued at up to two thousand dollars each. This would mean a potentially $6,000 package being sent to my doorstep, being delivered by a somewhat less than exacting delivery carrier. How do you handle porch pirates? And do you require signatures? Uh, so the answer is yes, we do. We have, and listen, we take on this risk too because we have the jewelry and it's our products that we're sending out. Um, we. We, it's, a, it's a signature process. You have to have an adult signature. We have several different things in place um, before the actual uh, package even leaves us to ensure that, uh, that who from on our end, that whoever is accepting the package is who they say they are. Um, and then we have, we have three different ways in which we, um, without, she can find out by um, signing up for our service, but there are three different kind of points of, um, 
contact that we have with the carrier as well as the as well as the the customer to ensure that the that what they're getting is exactly what they're supposed to get and that they get it in one piece that it's not stolen and knock on wood no issues yet okay i was going to ask have you ever had any incidents um but we we have a that's what i'm saying at at the front end at the outset we have some tight controls in place uh this is a lawyer and me the risk manager right we we have we have it in place (laughs) so tell her not to uh what she's up to tell him or her (laughs) we are not quiet don't worry we'll we got you There you go. I hope that was reassuring what's she up to. Actually, what's she up to has a follow-up question. Um, what's she up to asks, um, have you considered offering lower cost offerings? Um, a per piece price of $250 to $2,000 is a little high. I'm not sure it's worth it. Um, it seems a little too expensive. Something like $100 to $200 would be more attainable. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, yeah, we have talked about um, we have talked about that price range, which I think Priyanka mentioned earlier, really falls into the demi fine category, and we very um, intentfully want to stay in the fine jewelry ca- category. Um, it's really important for us to sort of maintain that the integrity and the craftsmanship and the quality that comes with fine jewelry, um, and so we've. We've intentionally decided to stick with the fine jewelry market. But with that being said, um, our jewelry really is, you know, we carry pieces from $250 upwards. So it really, we have a lot of pieces that are the entry point into fine jewelry. Um, But it really, so they're not the, the, you know, they're not $10,000 pieces, which you would be too afraid to wear. Our jewelry really is meant to be great quality pieces that you, you can wear all the time and you can wear every day. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's that's a great answer, and it, it's it's nice that you have like these ranges. You know, products start at two thousand and can go up to what what's the maximum around five thousand? Twenty five. Oh, twenty five hundred. Yeah. yeah so, you know, um, there is still a range there, and um, there are so many places to shop for jewelry. But I think it's 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 totally understandable that you wanted to commit to you know selling fine jewelry. That's awesome, and but, you know, affordable fine jewelry. Yeah. And we, yeah. and we did want to experiment and that's why, you know, the great thing about being so early on in our business, like with this brave collaboration, we were able to experiment a little bit and go into the Demi fine category. Yeah. Uh, you know, these pieces are priced at a hundred dollars and we wanted to make sure that there was not really a barrier to entry and like people could still enjoy really beautiful pieces that they're, you know, they're passionate about bat and that they could still enjoy. So that was, that was also a conscious choice to pick Demi fine for that particular collaboration. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the reasons that we did that. Okay, Nil18 asks, um, do you think that could be the solution to many problems in digital advertising and improve profitability compared to the current one? I hope that question was clear. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and part and parcel of profitability, I think, is efficiency. And the thing that um, he, I think the, the, the model of Brave and Bat what it does is, I, Luke kind of touched on it earlier, it takes away the, the middlemen, you know, like, the, and it really kind of connects the, the browser, the person who's browsing to the company. Um, so when you do that, you inherently have something much more efficient. Um, and I think that level of efficiency is naturally going to make it more profitable. Um, and then from the side of the, 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 person, the person who's actually clicking on the ad, 
it's a lot more authentic and um, organic when they are clicking on something um, themselves and they're, that it's a choice that they're making. Um, so I think in general, I think it's just a much more streamlined process and naturally it's going to lead to profitability. And I think what Gina touched on, what Brave is already doing is it's, it's, um, it's basically creating very healthy competition such that other, um, uh, you know, the Googles of the world are going are gonna to have to keep up with it. So that's going to make it more profitable also. Um, Neil also asks, um, how optimistic are you in blockchain technology in general, I think? Very, very. There is so much application. I mean, in the jewelry industry alone, like Gina and I complain, and uh, which is that the jewelry industry is a lot more backward when it comes to technology. But even still, there. think about the application when it comes to the jewelry industry. That's what we know. Um, we, I think all of us at Act 79, the Brave community, we care about... Uh, the efficacy, the ethical mining of stones, where the materials come from, blockchain technology has a way of, you know, figuring out provenance, um, figuring out chain of custody. There's so much of an application there. It's going to, I mean, it's changing the world. And just as a, you know, a anecdotal uh, thing, a couple of years ago, I think it was maybe like 2017, I was watching the Super Bowl and some IBM had an ad about blockchain. I mean, when IBM is 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 taking Super Bowl time to add time to talk about blockchain, you know that there's something to it. So I think we, I mean, our entire company, our like professional and social network, we are very bullish on blockchain. So actually following that question, Perennial Seller asks, can you share more details on how you intend to incorporate blockchain AI, data science, et cetera, into your business model as time goes on. Yeah. So um, we, the, now I started by saying the jewelry industry is a little slow, um, mm -hmm. but what we intend from, from a blockchain perspective, what we intend to do is there are companies that are popping up, particularly um, actually like raw material company, like gem, uh, gem manufacturers um, who, uh, who are incorporating, are in the process. Let's let me be more realistic, are in the process of incorporating blockchain when it comes to the issues of provenance and chain of custody. Mm -hmm. So we are talking with them um, and connecting our designers to them to make sure that the materials that they use um, are, are, are legit. Um, so that's number one. Uh, we have this internal mission um, about supporting independent designers. We care deeply about this. Um, I told this to Gina when we first started. I said, I don't care if this is going to make us profitable or not, but we, we, we really believe in the designers and their craft. And um, one thing about the really true great designers, they don't necessarily, they are focused on making really beautiful pieces, really great pieces. They may not be focused, be interested in, in the sales part of their about their of their jewelry so when it comes to data science one of the things that we're doing already is every time our um, clients or prospective clients go on our site and they tell us the kind of jewelry they love they take our quiz and they tell us that they think rose gold is in and they don't they like the piece to be more edgy etc we actually are using data science to get that information and present it to our designers in a format that allows them to use that data to make better decisions on what to craft. 
So we're never telling the designer, stop making it in this because it sells better. Instead, we're saying to them, look, our clients are telling us that maybe a darker color of sapphire is what they're really preferring. Have you considered doing this? And instead of just pulling it out of our A star star, we yeah. get it. I have a toddler, so, you know, uh, <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. Instead of doing that, we're actually using data science to get to, to package that information. Um, when it comes to AI, uh, we're not there yet, but once we get a lot more data, AI will only help us better kind of suss out the information and and package it for our, uh, for our designers. So, wow, that's crazy. I mean, how many other jewelry companies do you guys know of that are doing all this? None. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> crazy. Um, perennial seller has a few more questions for you. Um, they say, is your business purely online or do you have uh, brick and mortar showrooms or boutiques? Yeah, um, we're a digital first business. Um, you know, like, like we said, we want to help everybody shop fine jewelry in a much more convenient, easy, fun way, um, which, which is why we, we, we're, we are choosing to be digital first. But with that being said, we have a showroom in Florida, which is where Priyanka is right now. Um, and uh, that's where we house our jewelry. And it's also where we, we do events. Um, so we do do some local events out there. Um, we also do pop-up events around the country as well, but we do have a small showroom out in Florida. So um, no plans for brick and mortar. I think, you know, we're on the digital track. Um, but it's interesting because you are seeing a lot of businesses, like even outside of um, jewelry who start as digital businesses and then sort of move into the brick and mortar space um, and look at brick and mortar, not as a way to be a traditional store, but a way to enhance the digital experience. So um, you never know, maybe in the future, but for now we're, we're digital first with, with a showroom in Florida. Very cool. Okay. Two questions for me. Um, one, uh, do you have to book an appointment to come by the showroom or can you just waltz in? We like it when people book appointments, okay. <laughs> but we have a very loyal base in Florida who just shows up. <laughs> so if you're in Florida, feel free to show up and have coffee. <laughs> we got a new espresso machine. Oh my God, I was here till nine. I was like wired. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be by for uh, that espresso and also some jewelry. We also but, have uh, a liquor cart as well. Yeah, we do. It's right behind. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> ahead of you, right behind you. Do you wow. serve champagne? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so for the men. <laughs> where in Florida is the showroom? It's in the Jacksonville Ponte Vedra Beach area. Ah, okay, cool. Very nice. And. Um, I had another question for you. Oh, yes. Will you let us know? Will you let our community know when you guys are having pop-up events? Yes. In fact, we have plans to, we definitely have plans to do one in the Bay Area this year. Ah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Because we have a lot of clients in the Bay Area, our digital clients. And one of the things we want to do is meet in real life our digital clients. And there's no no better way to do that than through pop-ups. Wow. Okay, cool. Let us know. Um, I'm going to try to attend that if I can. But sure. um, yeah, that's fabulous. So uh, if you, uh, if there are people watching who are interested, we will keep you posted on the pop-up. Um, okay, cool. Uh, this question is also from Perennial Seller. They say, after advertising with Brave for some time now, what new insights have you gained? 
Have you had to adapt the way you advertise slash message about your brand slash products to appeal to a more tech-based audience? And has that been successful? And we kind of touched on it, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think what's been really interesting is we've gained a lot of insights. I think with every brave customer that we get, you know, we gain insights into what they care about. Um, you know, why did they come to our service? So there's certainly lots of insights we're gaining from <clears throat> from all of the customers. I think one of the big insights, and it was a hunch that we had that was validated, was that they're early adopters. Like you all are early adopters, and there's something like that we love about we. You know, we're an early stage business. We 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 wanted to speak to this customer that is willing to try something and try something that's a business that's trying to do something new and change the status quo. So that was, um, I think, a, a big insight, but also like validated our, our hypothesis that there was these early adopters out there and, and, a, and a consumer base and a community that's really willing to help us learn as well and like share their insights with us so that we can sort of shape who we are and, and, and meet the needs of our customers. So in terms of messaging, I would say, um, <clears throat> have we changed anything to, to really meet that, that type of customer? I think we are who we are as a brand. Um, one of the things that we learned that was really interesting with our advertising, especially with the gifters, is you all just want somebody else to do the work for you. <laughs> well, we kind of knew that, right? We yeah, have, we knew that. But yeah. it, really, it really was amazing that all of the ads where we really were like, you don't have to do anything. Like, we will take the work out of it for you um, really resonated with you. And so that tells us you're really looking for someone who's going to make this convenient and easy, and which is what it should be. And, exactly. But it was... It was um, it was really reassuring to hear that sort of feedback in a like very obvious resounding way. Um, but yeah, lots of insights. Um, and that's why we're doing even, even like having the opportunity to do something like this, like this AMA is great because we really do want to get closer to you and hear what you have to say and like know what you care about and, and um, what, what matters to you. Yeah, that's great. Oh my God, there's so much to say, but we, we must move on. We have so many questions. Well, we have a few questions left and then I think we want to do a little bit of a show and tell and um, show off some of your products. So, okay, let's let's work through here. Um, uh, okay, Perennial Seller again asks, um, now that you're probably quite familiar with Brave as a company, um, you guys probably already touched on this, but you can probably add a little more um a little more if you want. Um, what, in your view, is the most compelling or interesting aspect of Brave and Basic Attention Token? Uh, the community. Mm. We've been touching on it, the community. Um, Gina already mentioned what we really appreciate about the community is the fact that they are first movers. If, you're, if you downloaded the Brave browser and you're using it, you, you get it and you're the first mover. We are also a first mover in the jewelry industry. So in that respect, I mean, it's a great, the value system, I mean, one's a browser, the other is jewelry, you wouldn't think that there's a natural kind of uh, value that binds the two companies, but it really is there. Um, and the community has really like, shown us that, that they, they want to sign on to something new. They're curious, they're intellectually curious, they are, uh, they like to take a risk, you know, a good risk. Um, and so really that's what it is. And... 
Are you considering making a Bitcoin or other crypto inspired uh, piece of jewelry in the future? Yes. And Jenny has been a big advocate of this. Um, in fact, brave community, Jenny and I have been had early on have gone back and forth on uh, on on blinged out lions you know, necklaces, which are blinged out lions, and even we're looking at colors. And so the answer is a resounding yes, um, we will. <coughs> yeah, and you know, uh, we wanna hear your, your feedback too. I'm sure Priyanka and Gina would love to hear your feedback on the pieces that we already made. And then if there's anything that you wanna see from them in the future, whether, you know, Brave be involved in that or not, um, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're super open to hearing what you guys have to say and, and what you guys want. You know, I think they've made it clear at this point that they're a brand that's willing to kind of do what others aren't. And uh, they really want to build a community around the brand and they want to get closer to you as consumers. So, yeah, feel free to email them and let them know what, what kind of stuff you're looking for if you want a special product that doesn't exist yet. Um, okay, We Can't Be Friends, again, says, um, these are just for fun. Priyanka, what kind of law did you study? I think you mentioned earlier. Um, and then why did you decide to become an entrepreneur instead? You, you kind of spoke about that. Um, but you can answer uh, some more if you want. And then, Gina, what do you mean when you say your three-year-old is a dinosaur whisperer? <laughs> and what is, your favorite, what is your favorite vegan dish? Because you said you were an exploratory vegan. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... My son, he's three and a half, he'll be almost four, but he loves going to the dinosaur museum and I, he has full on conversations with these dinosaurs. Um, his best friend is T-Rexy. Every <laughs> night he tells me a T-Rexy story. Um, <laughs> I swear he can talk to these dinosaurs. So he'll go to the museum. He's like, T-Rexy had this for lunch and oh, she didn't listen to her mom and this is what happened. So. <laughs> I call him the little dinosaur whisperer because apparently he he is like he's talking to all these dinosaurs and he's got them all in check at the museum. They're all well behaved because of him. Um, so that's his current obsession. If I had my phone, I would share. It's like a picture of him in his dinosaur gear. Um, and then my my was it my favorite vegan dish right now? Yeah, what's your favorite vegan dish? Yeah, I'm I'm actually in Philadelphia, and there's so much great vegan food out here. Um, it's kind of I'm I'm not a veget I am actually mostly vegetarian, but really trying to be like explore a lot of vegan food. But it's sad because I keep going to like vegan food that is more like meat. So I love the Impossible Burger, like love. I think it's way better than the Beyond Burger, like. It, it bleeds. It's insane. Like it feels like you're eating meat, which I feel like for some people may be really gross, but I love the impossible burger. Where's the impossible burger from? Um, it's, it's, it was actually like a, it was a startup. Yeah. It's, yeah it's like very they sell it at a lot of different paces now. I think even Burger King sells some yeah. impossible mm -hmm. Whopper. I have not tried the impossible Whopper, so I cannot attest to the, the quality of it, but I've tried it at um, like different restaurants are now selling it and it's really good. So wow. I, have, I have a comment about this dinosaur thing. Gina yeah. and I lead parallel lives uh, in that we knew each other when we were young and unattached in, in New York. And then we ended up uh, marrying guys who are in the same profession in medicine. And then we have these sons who are toddlers. Well, yours is almost not a toddler. Um, and they have like, I know, right? And they have like curly hair and they're crazy, like <laughs> running around. Um, 
And Gina, I don't know. I didn't know about this thing with Kian and dinosaurs. I need to send you the video of my kid who goes around. His name is Raghav. And he goes around saying, I'm Ragasaurus. And then he says to me, I'm Mamasaurus. Mama and he says to his dad, Apasaurus. Um, and like, I think it's like we are co-founders. We have like lifestyles, which are the similar with the, because our husbands have similar jobs. And then we have these kids who might as well be twins in their looks and their um, personality. Oh my god! Uh, so I, it's so like, yeah, Kian. Last year, his birthday was all dinosaur theme, and his T-shirt was Kianosaurus. But his <laughs> friend is T. Rexy. He loves T. Rexy. <laughs> so cute! Wow, you ladies are Wonder Women and huge lady bosses. You know, to manage a family and to be, you know, running this awesome business at the same time. This is so cool. So cool. And There's your kids. Always a debate around us with me and Gina as to whether or not it's possible. We don't, we don't know yet. We'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> still a work in progress. But <laughs> I'm sure you'll do fine. Okay. Um, we have a few more. Um, let's see. Actually, these questions can probably segue into our show and tell session. Um, we Can't Be Friends asks, what are your personal favorite precious metal and gemstone combinations for jewelry? And then uh, the next question is, I'll just bunch them together and then we can address them one by one. The next question is from the same user. Um, what's your top advice for someone looking for a gift, but who is clueless about jewelry and who has no idea what the recipient will like? And then in brackets, they say potential Valentine's Day shopper here. Shop with access 79. <laughs> <laughs> Gina, why don't you tell them your favorite combination? Yeah, um, I love yellow gold. I'm like strictly pretty much only wear yellow gold. I do like rose gold as well. Um, I love I love basics um, as well as edgy. Uh, I like sapphires, which I was actually a pretty new jewelry buyer when I started. Um, when I start, like I, I would say I've I'm not as as seasoned as Priyanka. So I was really new into jewelry probably about two years ago. Um, I love sapphires. I love yellow gold. I love diamonds, of course. What woman doesn't love diamonds? Um, and very dainty, feminine pieces, but with some edge as well. Interesting. So um, for We Can't Be Friends, which it seems like we're friends because we've answered a lot of your questions and we feel like we know you here. We can't be friends. Um, safe to say we're friends. This is safe to say we're friends. Um, our advice to you and to any um, person out there who's trying to get a Valentine's Day gift is um, pick something that you know she's going to like. Um, so the next question ought to be, well, Priyanka, what is she going to like? So our thought is go with studs that's one example go with something like no woman is gonna women are are have a lot of opinions as to how things should fall on their ear so when you go, if you go for something dangly you should know that she actually likes that not all women like it but let me tell you no woman is going to not like studs and the great thing about our business model is that we help you we give you a selection um in your lookbook you get to pick out from that selection of you know 10 pieces, the three that you want to present to her, um, and then she gets to pick. So you have so many opportunities to get it right. Um, and so let me give you an example of the different kinds of just a couple of studs that we have. This one is, this is actually Gina's style. Um, 
tell me if you guys can see this. I'm really bad at showing and telling, but this is a little close. An, yeah, there you go. A little close. Okay. This oh. is an opal and sapphire stud. It's in yellow gold. It's dainty. It's everyday, but there's a little bit of edge to it. It's by this amazing designer called Rose. Uh, the brand is called Rosedale. Kate is the designer. She's one of the women whose um, home studio we went to. Um, and she fashions, she's this tall, wafy blonde, but she fashions her own jewelry with very ethical stones. Are you all able to see this? Yeah, they're so pretty. And yeah. so pretty right? This is totally your style, right, Dina? To I, yeah, I love, I love her stuff. Yeah, and so look at the way the stud is so, it's so easy to wear. No woman's gonna say, don't get me studs. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a low risk, but thoughtful gift. Mm -hmm. okay. So here is another, um, here's another stud. It's more classic. It's a sapphire with a diamond halo around it. Tell me if you guys can see it. Oh, that's mm -hmm. so pretty. Oh, I thought that was the backing. That's a diamond halo. Wow. Yeah. Right. So here's another so example. And this is weird that I'm not wearing jewelry today. It's because I, I'm not wearing it to demonstrate it to you guys. So. Ooh, so pretty, right? So Who's gonna say no to this? Who's gonna say no to a stud, right? Like it's easy. Um, okay, here's one which is for the glam girl, but still wearable. <laughs> this is a um, lemon topaz stud. Oh, wow. So if you're into celebrities at all, JLo, is into this particular piece. I think it is more glamorous. Um, <laughs> wow. Right? And you can wear as a climber. So you can wear like this. I would wear as a climber because I'm not edgy enough to have it all the way up, but a small one like this, I would do that. What's um, so cool about that is like it's it's like subtle but still like a wow mm -hmm. piece. You could wear that with like t-shirt and jeans, like a white t-shirt and jeans, and it would be like, add something to your outfit. Yeah, this you can wear something like that for all occasions. You could wear it to a party or you could even wear it to the office. It's still, totally. you know, totally. depending on how you dress it could be. And that's the beauty of a stud, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. Here's another one. This is from a designer named Alex Fitz. She is, if you want something where the, well, we all are designers like this, but she really, really goes out of her way to, ensure every bit including like the content of her gold is mm -hmm. ethical it's this one this is for the casual gal who likes this bar there's a there's a movement of having like a bar stud this is her it's very, oh, wow. very oh i like that a lot yeah i think this yeah. is your style jenny having gotten yeah, that, over the i like it a lot yeah i mean that's something you don't even have to ever take off you don't take off it's second skin jewelry you second yeah jewelry. Wear it. you're done and then the final one that I have is more for the feminine girl, you know, and every man will be, they may not know all the details of the style, but they can look at a piece and be like, that looks like something she would wear, right? Yes. Or she is feminine because she wears this or whatever. So this yeah. is a little butterfly with diamonds on it. It's oh, really wow. cool, right? Um, I love this. I love how you're showing us some of the pieces that are available. Yeah. This is amazing. That's beautiful. Right. So, okay. so yeah, um, so this was, we can't be friends. We can't be friends. Come to us for studs. Now, by any chance, if she doesn't have her ears pierced, consider a stack ring, which is a dainty band that she can build on. Um, I have one over here. This is actually an edgy one. It's a black diamond. It's from this designer called Renoir. 
who's wow. based out of New York. Oh, um, so gorgeous. This is Gina's favorite. I'm doing it on purpose. Wow. So I'm just showing well, you. I can only imagine what these things look like in, in real life. Oh, it's How awesome. About, you know, and that's the great thing about our business, right? You can get a box sent to you and you can look at it in real life. Yeah. It's what Gina was saying earlier about like, when you're scrolling on the web, you don't really have this perspective of what it is, right? Yeah. Here's yeah. another, just a basic band. You know, it's a basic diamond band, but you start her off on that and you can build. And by the way, you have your next four gifts ready because she can build on her stack. It's like, we learned from you, brave users. You guys want us to do the work. We're giving you the use case here. <laughs> Buy a stacking ring. Keep at every uh, milestone, keep adding one to it. She's never going to... She's going to love you for it. I mean, it's not even a risk mitigate. It's not even like a risk mitigation. It's an affirmative win, guys. Okay. <laughs> it's an affirmative win. Okay. <laughs> Trust us. We have both had our husbands buy us things that we've had to return. We want to I mean, say, right. We, I mean, we, I love the thought that like went out and did it, but at the end of the day, I want to make the decision. <laughs> You guys are solving a real problem, you know? Mm -hmm. Like you're taking all of the guesswork out, um, literally all of it. So, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's, but it's still thoughtful. It's not a gift certificate, right? Exactly. Like it's still thoughtful. Exactly. He went and got you jewelry. You get a say in the jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's leaps and bounds more thoughtful than a gift certificate. In fact, it's it's probably even more thoughtful than going out and and the, and you know the, the the gifter trying to pick out something on their own because it's like, well, look, I actually considered that you you might want to make the final decision so i pick things that i think you would like and then you can make the final the final selection I mean, it's the man being a feminist if we look at it at a very high level right go oh. um do we want to show them the website a little bit and um yeah, yeah like a little yeah. walk so like how it would work yeah yeah so hang on i'll do a share yeah. <clears throat> all right so yes this is the access 79 homepage. Yep. And so you can come to our site. You can learn more about us. Um, you can start by, you know, the, the key thing to do is take the style quiz. Um, so you could, but you start by browsing some jewelry. Let's show you some more jewelry so you can just see um, yeah. to online. So Let's I actually already started a few pieces. Oh, um, you did? yeah. So like there is that, I love this ring. I think it's such a classic diamond like basic piece that's another that ring that priyanka just showed you. you could totally stack that with this piece um another great this is a little more edgier for the girl who's a little more edgier this sugar loaf ring over here on the right is beautiful a little more glam i would say um but a beautiful piece you scroll can you scroll down for me a little bit let's see what else we've got here oh yeah another pair of basic studs like you can't go wrong with that. Those are like gorgeous. Um, I love, oh, I love these hoops. These are so cute. I Very everyday wearable, um, really everyday wearable pieces. And that's sort of what you'll see. There's, they're really interesting, but they're everyday wearable pieces mm -hmm. that twists on basics. So like even this necklace over here on the right, like it's a beautiful everyday wearable necklace, really feminine, like with the curves, um, but something she could even layer, like she could layer another piece. Like I have two necklaces, you probably can't see them, but like layering is very cool. So even if you're, this is, you know, what we really want people to do is be able to build on their jewelry wardrobe, right? So you might buy one piece. Um, 
hopefully you love the experience. And But we know your style. We know what you like. We know what you care about. We know what you already have in your jewelry wardrobe. And so it's almost like we can help you style and build on that jewelry wardrobe so you have pieces that all complement each other versus, you know, just pieces you may never wear or you wear one time only. Mm-hmm. So let's see what else. What else did you heart down there, Jenny? Ah, yeah. Love this boho horn necklace. This is, you know, like the boho chic girl. I don't know why this, yeah. even though it's black, like feels very like summery to me. Um, yeah, bracelets are, bracelets are also a great option. Like something like this, you don't even have to really worry about size just because it's like the open and it like to your hand, this particular bracelet bends yeah. to, your, to your wrist. I have tiny wrists and this fits me. Oh, wow. Like even stuff like that is really great. Like our jewelers will sort of get into like, well, does she have small ears? Does she have larger lobes? Um, and, you know, sometimes something looks beautiful in a picture, but our stylist will say, well, if her lobes, like I have very small ears, I'm going to share now, like tiny, tiny, tiny ears. I don't know if you can see, but not everything looks good on me. Like <laughs> earrings, some earrings look strange. So our stylist will really recommend pieces also just based on like your, your size and your shape and all of those things. Like, and so, like I said, sometimes pieces look beautiful on the online and then when you get them they don't look so great on you because you didn't think about that small lobe or how small your wrists are so our stylists really take the time to like learn about um those kind of nuances so they can help like point you in the right direction so you know you can browse the jewelry here then we want you to take a style quiz um and this is our way like i said of like really getting to know just starting to get to know who you are so let's say you're you're um we can't be friends and you're shopping for someone else. You would click on you're shopping for someone else. What are you shopping for? Valentine's day. Valentine's day. Right. How much do you want to spend? So let's say your budget, you can pick multiple things here. If your budget is 250 to 500, 500, you know, we can pick in that range. I don't think we have to go through, um, we don't have to go through all the questions and actually there's only eight questions. There's not, and they're super quick, really easy to get through, but it's a very good way for us to get a quick handle on, you know, what are you looking for and start to like curate pieces for you that are going to be right for you. So once you get through this, you, um, you sign up, it's a $149 deposit that we charge. Um, that $149 is deducted from any piece that you buy. So um, you're not paying any extra for the service. Um, it really is like, and, and that's what we really believe. Really, like, this is, this isn't something people should have to pay for. This is like, it's not an added thing. Um, and so all we charge is a 149 deposit that gets us working, that gets the jeweler. We pair you up after you fill out your quiz and you sign up, we pair you up with one of, um, one of your jewelers. They'll get in touch with you in whatever way you want. If you want to text, that's fine. If you want to call, that's fine too. Um, and they'll send you a digital lookbook and you get to uh, go back and forth with them and tell them what you like, what you don't. Uh, pick out the three pieces that you want to try at home and then they ship those out to you and you'll have seven days to try them on. You never have to go into a store. You don't have to spend endless hours scrolling. We do the work, but we don't just do random work. We do the work tailored to what you're looking for. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And you were saying that um, you could do the, your consultation with the jewelers either over the phone or over email or over text, whatever suits you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so you really customize the experience. Totally customize. I mean, we've had some customers who fill out the quiz and are like, 
you go just you know go ahead pick this up. eat this like <laughs> entirely hands off which is fine for us too um and and so it it really is up to the client on yes. on what they want what they feel comfortable with wow well this is all really really exciting and i think um you guys have something special lined up if i'm not mistaken for our um community of um, yeah. brave users and bad fans who um, might be interested in, in uh, signing up with you guys. Yeah, we're really excited. We're doing a giveaway. Um, we're giving away $500 worth of jewelry. So um, plus 30% off to anybody who signs up. Um, if you're listening and you're interested, sign up, uh, use the code BRAVE30. Uh, you go through this flow that we just showed you. Um, so you'll go through the flow, enter in the promo code BRAVE30. You'll get 30% off any piece that you choose to purchase. Um, and you'll be entered in a draw to win $500 worth of jewelry. So if you are the lucky winner, you'll get $500 free towards your piece of jewelry. That means if you get a box and you have three pieces in it and there's a piece there that you want that you're going to buy, the $500 will give you that'll be toward the piece of jewelry that you buy. If you got a $500 piece of jewelry, that piece of jewelry is free. Um, but you gotta, you know, you gotta get a box, you gotta try it. Um, and even if you don't win, you still get 30% off jewelry. And we never do this guys. We're doing it because we love the Brave community. Um, like we just, we, we never do this, but for the Brave community, we're doing it. Wow. Okay, so just to clarify, anybody who signs up and puts the $149 down gets 30% off their any purchase. Piece they, any piece they purchase, regardless of whether they win or not. But yeah. when you sign That's up for an entry into the $500 gift credit draw, yeah. which can be applied to anything that they decide to mm -hmm. go with. Yeah, even if it's $500, right? <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so anyone enter anyone who puts the code brave 30 in once they sign up will be entered into that draw to win the $500. Amazing. Wow. That's, that's a really good deal. Um, I, wow. I, I hope people sign up because that's awesome. I know I definitely will. And we're going to be doing another giveaway as well on top of that um, for um, the bat and brave pieces that we made. So we'll give away a piece of your choice, either the ring or the dog tag necklace. Um, you get to decide to two lucky winners and uh, it's a little bit of a lower barrier to entry for this one. All you have to do to enter that giveaway is to go to Access 79's website and join their mailing list. And the way you would do that is you would take the brief style quiz and you'll be asked to submit your email at the end. That's correct, right? Yep, that's yes. right. Perfect. And then once you submit that, you're automatically entered into that draw. And then, of course, um, if you guys were following our announcements prior to the AMA, um, we will also be doing a draw for a Bat and Brave swag kit. So anybody who submitted a question for the AMA, um, whether that be prior to uh, the date or uh, on during the live stream, um, your name will be entered into a draw for that as well. So in, in effect, we have three separate giveaways going on. So pretty exciting. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wonderful. So does anybody have oh. anything they'd like to close with? Yes. One thing I was gonna say is, uh, Priyanka and I were talking about this and we would love to curate uh, the pieces for our brave customers that do sign up. Like we, we want to get to know you. And so if you sign up, we will personally 
curate your pieces for you? You know, when we first started, it was just me and her. And so we were the ones who yeah, were, we were the ones doing every box, <laughs> like every box. Now we have other uh, uh, personal jewelers um, doing it. Uh, but for the folks who sign up using the Brave 30 code, we'll do it. I mean, unless you don't want us to do it, then just tell us. But like, we're going to do it. <laughs> wow. That's we it. It's so fun. Like, it's so fun for us to like, you know, we don't get to do it as much as we used to. Yeah. Um, it's super fun because you you know you get to like talk to these clients and and like you said they're happy moments you know yeah and and uh it'll it'll help you you know getting to speak to our community directly um you know people who who, who want to go through and and try out the service um it'll just give you even more insight uh, and it'll make your experience working with and advertising on the Brave platform even better and more enriched um, at the end of the day. So I think these are some really generous offers you guys have come up with. And I hope that the community uh, like this live stream and that they decide to give your service a try because it just seems so awesome. And well, I know it's awesome. I've been working with you since September. So um, there was no convincing on, on, on this end here. But um, yeah, thank you guys so much for taking the time today. Um, does anyone have anything else they'd like to close with? Or um, we can we wrap up? Yeah, I think we're good. Awesome, awesome. Luke, do you have any last No, just uh, thanks all again for, for, for participating in this and then for everybody for their questions and for joining in. Yes, it. thank you everybody who submitted questions. We really appreciate it. We went to almost an hour and a half here. So, um, you know, you guys were clearly interested and uh, we this was really fun. Thank you so much, Gina and Priyanka. Thank you. Fun. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so yes. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Thanks for tuning in.